Several weeks ago, I was on an airplane flying out west, 30,000 feet in the air, had a window seat, looked out the window, and we were over nothing but desert. All it was was just about sand. At that moment, what I could see is just sand, dryness, barrenness for miles and miles, emptiness, no buildings, no people, nothing. And all of a sudden, as we're continuing to fly, I peered out the window and I noticed something strange looking and it looked like a green, winding, snake-like path. And I realized what it was. It was a river in the middle of the desert. And the Lord began to speak to me and just remind me and show me some things and I kind of just filed it away somewhere here didn't think a whole lot more about it and the Lord has worn me out this week bringing that back up in my remembrance and in my spirit and at that moment I believe the Lord spoke to me and said I want you to tell the people tell my people to get ready because I'm about to release a river of the Holy Spirit into lives and churches of people who've been dry and barren and empty. This is a picture. This is a desert and this is a river. And where the river's at, there's life. Trees and plants, fruit, activity, people. John 7 and 37 says, In the last days, Jesus says, If anybody thirsts, and that's the key, thirsts. Thirst is an action word. It's a desire. you got to want something. If you're, if you're thirsty, you're going to get up off the couch and go get you a glass of water. It's not just going to come to you. You've got to do something. If you're thirsty, you got. if anybody's thirsty, let him come unto me, and then what's going to happen? If you're thirsty and you take action, then out of your belly is going to flow what? Rivers. Somebody say rivers of living water. Praise God. We're seeing God do some of that right now around our nation and around the world. We're hearing of reports. One of the most recent, many of you have seen, you've, you've probably watched some of the services. Some of our young adults went to one of the revival services last Sunday night up at Free Chapel where Pastor Jensen Franklin is at. They've had a tremendous two-week revival move of God. I've been able to watch some of the services, not be able to be there live, but it has been wonderful and what has encouraged me the most is that in that house in that revival there have been people who are thirsty why do I know because they're they're, they're engaging they're, they're coming to the front and they're pressing in they're worshiping they're praying they're thirsty for something more than the mundane and the usual in, in religion they're hungry and thirsty for the presence of almighty God and it's happening in other places where people are thirsty for his presence. And I've come today to say, why not here? Why not now? I want revival. I'm thirsty. And the same God that's moving around the nation and the world is the same God here today that we've sung about, that we prayed to, that we preached about. And I hear the Holy Ghost saying, I'm getting ready to 
to send a river. I'm getting ready to send a refreshing to a people, to a body, to a church that is thirsty, that desires more. This past Thursday, me and my son rode up to Free Chapel. This was already planned several months ago for a meeting and, and some things they had going on. And we went through that. And then we got to sit in on a chapel service. Listen to this service. And it was in their old sanctuary before they moved to where they're at now. But it was full of, of young adults. I was blown away. I was just kind of set stood there as they're worshiping and what soon as the first note on the keyboard hit whoom, they're in the altar and the presence of the Lord filled that room and they they worshiped they were thirsty too many times life has a way of distracting you and me and draining you and me and it leaves us empty and barren like a desert with no water, with no river. And if there is ever a time, Mount Holly, we need the release of the river of God in our lives again. Why? Why do we need that? Because we need a refreshing. We need a reviving. There are good things that happen when the river flows. There are positive things that happen when a river begins to flow. There are effects from the river flowing. And I believe God showed me just three or four quick things today that, that, that will happen when we thirst for the river and it begins to flow. The river is symbolic of the Holy Ghost, His presence. Now listen to this. This, morning, this happened this morning. I hadn't even told anybody this. I don't remember what time it was, but I was here. I was in my office. And something, something just welled up in me, reminded I need to go see so-and-so, and I need to make sure something is taken care of. And so I got up from the desk, I went to the door, I opened my door, and I stepped out, and a lady who does not go to church here come here and says, I was just praying, I couldn't find you, didn't even know where to go in this building, and here you come right out your door when I'm walking down the hall. She said, I don't go to this church, but I was driving past this church to go to my church, and the Holy Spirit made me turn back around and come and give you a word. And she said, he says to tell you to trust the Lord, to trust him. He says you and who others cannot do it in your own strength and flesh and by yourself. He says to trust. And then this is what got me. She said, she said, you've got you to get in the river. She had no clue, no idea that that was what I was preaching. And I almost lost it in the hall. I said, you'll never believe that the notes sitting on my desk over there, I'm preaching about the river today. She prayed with me and then went on her way to her church. Don't tell me that happened by accident. That brought confirmation that I may not be on track sometimes, but if ever I was on track today with a word from God, I feel this in my soul. It's been confirmed today. Church, we need the river today flowing in our lives, in our churches. We need the life-giving river praise. We need the river of the Holy Ghost again. We need a refreshing. We need a reviving. And if we can get thirsty, if we'll thirst again, the river will flow and when the river flows this is what's going to happen God told me to tell you get ready 
He said, the river of my spirit will bring life. Somebody say life. In Ezekiel 47 and 8, and I, I preached a little bit about this a few weeks ago in detail in the Wednesday night class, but verse 8 says that the river, this is the vision that Ezekiel saw, and the river entered into the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea, I believe, is the lowest uh, place on earth, and it's full of salt. There is nothing that lives in the Dead Sea. There's no life because of the density of the, with the salt and all, but the Bible says when the river touched and went and entered into the Dead Sea, it said it will become fresh. It will be swarming with living creatures where, 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 where that will live where the water flows. It said that fruit will begin to grow on the banks of the river. I'd come to tell somebody you've been dead and dry and barren long enough and God is saying it is time. I'm ready to release the river of my spirit and anointing and everything the river of my anointing touches is going to flourish and be fruitful and live. I wish somebody had praised the Lord. God said, I'm about to release my spirit, my river, and dead things are going to become alive. Pray. The lukewarm is going to get on fire again. Not only do, does, does the river, everything it touches, begin to live, but everything becomes, becomes healed. Miss Joanne, I believe there's going to be a great release of his spirit and miraculous healings are going to begin to take place if we'll press into him and seek his presence. If we'll seek the healer and not the healing, I believe God, God is going to do some great things. And everywhere the river flowed, dead things was healed and come to life. Now, I don't have time to get into it today, but there are actually towns that have become ghost towns because the river quit flowing to them and their towns died. On the flip side, there have been towns that have been built along rivers because the river brings life. So number one, the Lord told me to tell you, the river of my spirit is about to bring life and healing. Number two, the river of my spirit is gonna bring the harvest. Somebody say harvest. Ezekiel, I tell you, I've been, I about shouted when I was making notes. He was just giving it to me. And in Ezekiel 47, 9 and 10, there was no fish, but after the men came, I'm sorry, after the river came, fishermen began to spread their nets for an abundant catch. Oh, come on, somebody. When the river begins to flow, the harvest begin to flow. Uh, when the river began to flow, here came the fish, and here come the fishermen getting out their nets to, to catch all the harvest. I've come to tell you, listen, I've worried myself sick. I've been trying to figure out what can we do to reach the harvest and that little precious lady reminded me our trust is not in men. Our trust is not in chariots. Our trust is not in banks. Our trust is not in people but our trust is in the name of the Lord and I'm going to trust the river today. I'm going to trust the Lord today and if we'll get thirsty if we'll pray, if we'll get on fire, if we'll seek God he said I'll release my river and when the river starts flowing, the harvest will come. If I could just get one person to get excited with me, you ought to shout right there. Is anybody thirsty today? Hallelujah. Get ready for the harvest. The harvest on God's heart is souls, people from every tribe and tongue. So he said, when I release my river, this is what's going to happen. Life is coming. Healing is coming. The harvest is coming. 
And I like this one right here. I believe he said joy is coming back to my people. Joy. Somebody say joy. I tell you what, I've never seen so many people so sad, so miserable. Christians. Worn out. Torn up. Stressed out. The joy of the Lord is our strength. I'm te- this, is, this is the best part of my one hour, two hour of the week. I'm t- I feel good right now. Amen. So I'm just going to enjoy myself a minute. The joy of the Lord is our strength today. Psalms 46, 4 through 11 says, There is a river, say river, whose streams make glad. Glad is another word for joy. I thought, about, I thought about this, when a river, where there's a river at, there's joy. A lot of times, it may not be, I don't know if it's a river, creek, or whatever it is, but when we would go with the youth ministry to Helen to the tube and on the river, it was joyful. Even though me and Stephanie would go with them and getting a little older and we can't quite get around as good as they can, keep getting stuck on rocks, having to get up and scoot around, we still had a good time. We still laughed. Even that one time when I was minding my own business, floating down the river, and the current took me to the bank, and there's a big old snake stretched out, warming itself on a rock, and I couldn't get away from it, and I just lifted my legs over that snake and kept going. We still had fun. There was joy. There was people laughing. There was people splashing. There was people fellowshipping. There were families coming together. I'm here to tell you, I believe if we'll press in and get thirsty for the river of the Holy Ghost, God said, I'll restore joy to my church. I'll restore joy to my people and we need that church. You need that because joy will bring you the strength that you need. Hallelujah. Somebody shout joy is coming. I'm talking about a joy that the world can't give you and the world can't take away. I'm talking about a joy. Oh, you done messed up playing right there. I feel my Holy Ghost helping me right now. I'm talking about a joy that'll make you laugh at the midnight hour. I'm talking about joy that'll make you dance when you don't have no right to dance. I'm talking about joy today. Hey, hallelujah. I declare and prophesy that some of you, you're going to laugh again. You're going to smile again. You're going to enjoy living again. My God, Christian people ought to be the happiest people on the planet because we know where we're going. This is temporary. I told you I was going to be quick, so I'm going to move on. Number four, the river. The river will bring life. The river will bring healing. The river's going to bring the harvest. The river's going to restore joy. And the river's going to bring power. Somebody say power. How many know a river is a powerhouse? A river is a force to be reckoned with. How many know the church needs the force back, the power back? Rivers are forceful. They'll flow over rocks for years and smooth them out. They'll carve paths, make shapes, create landscapes. It's even said that the Grand Canyon was sculpted by rivers over time. In other words, there is great power. There is a great force when the river flows. 
And I feel like the Lord told me to tell you to get ready. If you'll thirst for him, the river of his spirit is going to push hindrances away and obstacles away. It's going to remove roadblocks that's been holding you back and the church back. Things that's been holding my people back are going to be decimated and crushed. The river of my anointing is going to break yokes and destroy burdens. Praise God. And he said, my river's going to bring power back to the church and the people and give them an, a boldness and an anointing and abilities to do my work until I return. I believe this is what's happened, though. The river of the Holy Ghost has gotten dammed up in many people's lives, in many churches. Now you know this, you've seen, we've, we've seen beavers build and create dams. It'll stop the flow of rivers and creeks. And it affects everything from that point forward. Stuff starts drying up and dying. Even man has built dams. Why do they build dams to try to control the river? Why does the river of the Holy Ghost quit flowing sometimes in churches? Because man tries to control it. That ain't gonna happen here. God is in control of this house. Amen. God is in control of this house. And if he wants the river to flow, bless God, I'll get out of the way and say, let the river flow. And where there is no flow or river, there will be no life, there will be no healing, there'll be no harvest, there'll be no joy, there'll be no power. You'll have barrenness, emptiness, dryness, and death. But I believe, and I'm careful when I say this, I believe I felt in my spirit or heard in my spirit the Lord say for those who are thirsty, somebody say thirsty. He said, I'm about to break up and bust up some dams of limitation and some dams of bitterness and unforgiveness and jealousy and some dams of doubt and some dams of strongholds and some dams of man-made religion and opinions and ideas. I believe the Lord said, if my people will press into me this hour, if they will thirst for my presence, things that have been holding back my flow is going to be broken and this is what I feel like will happen. You get a picture in your mind of the Hoover Dam or a big dam holding the force of water back. Can you imagine when that, if that thing began to crack and give way, what would happen? It'd be a tsunami. It'd be a force of all forces. That's what I believe is going to happen in the church. If if the people of God will get thirsty. And when that river comes, joy's coming, power's coming, healing's coming, life's coming, the harvest is coming. Is anybody thirsty today? Come on, worship team, if you would. Come on back for just a moment. Hallelujah. Ezekiel.
talked about the river, the water. It was started out ankle deep. Then it got knee deep, waist deep. And then it got so deep he could swim in it. Amen. When it gets ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and it gets up over your head, that, that, that's the place you got to trust him. And that's what he's wanting from me. And I believe that's what he's wanting from you. We got to start trusting him completely. That he's going to do what he said he's going to do. That he's going to make a way. What our job is in this is to simply get thirsty. Get hungry and trust him. And if we will, the river is going to be released. It's going to flow. Hallelujah. Listen to me, church. We're going to... I don't know what tomorrow holds for me. I don't know what tomorrow holds for my family. I don't know what tomorrow holds for this church. But I do know this. God holds us in his hands. Amen. And I do know this. All I know to do is to wade in the river is to get thirsty and wade into the river and trust the Lord that the current's going to take me, going to take my family, going to take our church family, going to take Mount Holly in the direction it needs to go. That's all I know. Somebody say trust. Somebody say get thirsty. When we do, life, healing, power, harvest, joy is coming back. Do you believe that? 